They validated you? They, I, they, they validated you. me. <laughs> I finally felt like I mattered. <laughs> they said, this world is big and you may be small, but that doesn't mean... You're not the center of our universe. Mm-hmm. That you're not the main character of our world's story. <laughs> this is Pendragon. <laughs> and you are the keeper of the ring. Is that what is that what denoted you as as the the person in Pendragon? I haven't read those books in two decades. I could never get into them primarily because uh, my brother read them, and for a good number of years, I couldn't read what he was reading, or else I was labeled a copycat. Mm-hmm. Well, you would be, and he would deserve. He, he would earn beating you up. <laughs> I believe that also went towards the Pizza Hut uh, Good Readers Club. If your younger brother was reading the same thing as you, and you beat them up, that counted as a second book. Uh huh. As long as you br- bring in your bleeding knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all the kids in school were playing quarters for. It's to make it look like they were beating up their younger sibling. Uh-huh. And then when you go to the Pizza Hut buffet, you can rest your uh, bloody knuckles on a nice warm <laughs> slice of pizza. <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, you earned enough points for it to be cheese-stuffed crust. <laughs> Well, Wahe to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The only somber, net negative game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they have not seen. At night. I'm your co- At night. This is a night show. I am your co-host, Ethan. And this is your other co-host, DJ Westweek. <laughs> I bring it down. He brings it up. <laughs> this is how we counterbalance the evening. The current score is Ethan, 11, Wesley, 24.5. Fuck, I didn't score your quiz. DJ, hit those horns. (laughs) I scored one question on the quiz, and then I turned off my tablet. Well, you had to shit last week, I think. Yeah, that's true. I'm still, so if you think I sound hoarse and my voice cracks, which is, very likely will, or you hear a clanking in my teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm not just gnawing on a screw like I usually am. It's hard candy. Uh, my voice is very, very hoarse ever since I had the flu. Yeah, and uh, it has since upgraded to syphilis. <laughs> you know how sometimes in order to get rid of an invasive species, you introduce <laughs> its natural predator. <laughs> Like, uh, there was an old lady who swallowed a spider. And then she swallowed Garfield with a newspaper. And then to kill the Garfields that were invading her body, she swallowed syphilis. 
<laughs> I was going to say toxic fandom. <laughs> you don't have to swallow toxic Garfield fandom. That's a natural result of swallowing Garfield. Fair. It's too much Garfield. There's a great video I watched on what the internet has done to Garfield. And I'm sorry that this is this is going in the recording. Fine. But since since it has, everything you see on the internet will now be related to Garfield. And there's truly no escape. Yeah. Um, Jim Davis is, is not funny. He's not a funny man. Uh, and I'll go on record as saying that if, if he would like to refute me on this show, <laughs> there is an opportunity coming where Chevy I Chase s- will be here. <laughs> Chevy, Chevy will be here to defend us because we'll pay him $5 an episode. <laughs> Only furthering cool our status as a net negative game show. <laughs> and the only one to be that. It's. How much do you think we would have to pay Chevy Chase? Because I do think it would only be like $5 per episode. I think um, that Chevy is worth $5 an hour. <laughs> Sub one third of California middle, minimum wage. I think... I think we could pay him $5 an episode for maybe the first 10, and then we'll be like, okay, and that was our 10-episode run of Chevy Chase, and then the next episode, he would just call in mm-hmm. and he be was... like, oh, you you forgot to, to call me. We're like, oh, no, I'm... that was the end of it. He's like, oh, no. It's never the end of me. National Lampoon's... Uh... Cambodian Vacation is coming out next year. And Rob Schneider is going to be in it too. This is referential humor, which I'm not nearly as strong at. What does that mean? I don't know, man. <laughs> you just heard a big word used. <laughs> is is Mike Myers' The Gong Show still running? That's a good question. <laughs> Because I remember he was hosting it in full prosthetics, and I thought that was weird Especially and not sustainable. Like, for a year, they wouldn't tell anyone that, that it was Mike Myers. So, do you remember that? No. It, like the, I don't remember that because it was very obviously Mike Myers. Like, but why? <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. Why did, why... Didn't they advertise Mike Myers as the host? No, this was in 2017. Why did the gong show get canceled? Nope, that's 1978 on NBC. Why was the new gong show canceled? It was canceled. It just didn't get renewed for a third season. Yeah, no shit. No one was watching it. Who was who was out there going, Yes, I love the gong show. Alright. We're here. We're looking at fences. Deciding which one will go in our yard. It's a good yard. Oh man, I've consumed so much content. In between watching Fences and appearing on this program. 
and I only watched it yesterday. <laughs> well, let's see how much you remember. It's going to be real tough. <laughs> Those bonus questions at the end will probably stump you, huh? I think these ones should be themed as Bono's questions. This is Bono's <laughs> corner. Baby Bono's questions. Mm-hmm. All right. So First, we had... let's do a quick sync. Three, two, one. Don't ever cut me off again. So, open-ended questions. You're walking away with one whole point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gave you half a point for uh, your description of the movie, that it was an August Wilson play. (laughs) Hey, I'll give you credit for knowing who August Wilson is. Folks, he's a pretty good playwright, and you should probably check out more of his plays. He, like most playwrights, uh, write problematic uh, characters with disabilities, but... That's always going to happen. That's Broadway, baby. <laughs> I noticed you didn't have any single question about Gabriel. I assume because you didn't want to talk about him, and yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said the fences are physical and metaphorical. Sure, yeah, that's the case. <laughs> Gentrification? No, not really. <laughs> and There's uh, one white person that speaks in this movie. Yeah. And he has a single line. And that's all we deserve. <laughs> uh, Could have used some more whites in this movie. <laughs> that's my main takeaway. And that's why I'm going to label this movie not good. <laughs> I couldn't find anyone or anything to relate to. And the banker wasn't on screen for enough time for me. To... He's not even a banker. What the fuck? He's part of the commit. He was the the secretary of the commission. Yeah. For the sanitation. I don't Committee? know. I don't know. Probably some mob boss. Um, closing himself off. Yeah, that's all true. You got half a point. Hmm. Uh, Ethan, tell me, what has Troy claimed to have wrestled with? Uh, death? Yeah, death or the devil. I would have taken either. Mm-hmm. Both. Yeah. Uh, we, see, we see him do one. <laughs> Uh, Folks, what... if you haven't seen this movie, I'm sorry for getting your hopes up. We don't actually see him <laughs> wrestle death. We see him think he's wrestling with death, but not in like a cool way where there's some avatar that appears. It's just the camp. You are death. It's you. He's not bowling Grimm's head with Billy and Mandy. Let's just say that. Oh, man. <laughs> for the life of Billy's hamster. Uh, what job in the garbage industry is Troy trying to get? Oh, I was somewhat close. Uh, he's trying to move from a lifter to a driver. Yeah, and it's segregated, so usually it's just whites who are drivers. Um, so I gave you half a point because you said he's trying to get his own route. I'm like, well, technically he would have his own route. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not the goal, but it's technically it's, true. That's a byproduct. <laughs> um. Uh, nope, I had a thought and it's gone now. Troy and Bono met in uh, prison, not high school. What is high school, if not a prison designed by the local government to poison the minds of children? 
I would have taken that uh, response if you said middle school because my middle schoolers <laughs> make me feel that way. Warden Corpola. <laughs> Not assigning any grades. Mm. Asking you to just open up your Chromebook and at least pretend that you're doing this. <laughs> but and of course, shooting spitballs at the back of each other's heads. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted I'm, you. I'm putting kick me signs on my back. <laughs> and stealing my wife. Bring back that old time bullying. And of course, Troy's professional sport was baseball. Baseball, yep. You said and lacrosse <laughs> or football. Uh, uh, Troy sure loves that baseball. The one hanging from the tree? The whole concept, really. When he's having that meltdown in the backyard and only using baseball terms, I was like, he's gone. He's a goner. <laughs> he ain't talk, to your, <laughs> talk to your wife, man. <laughs> just, just talk to your wife. <laughs> uh, multiple choice. You got two whole points. Ooh, two holes. Uh, the ones you got right, what is usually the reason for Troy's son Lyons for coming around home? You said to get yeah. money on payday. How did Lyons ever pay him back? Lyons always paid him back, but I'm not sure how. I think... mentions towards the end that he was like skimming money off somebody. Well, he placed the numbers. Yeah. So I'm guessing he gets some money from that. And isn't I don't it crazy know, maybe that from there his was music a... Isn't it music can't make any money? Uh <laughs> <laughs> No creative in Denver can make money. That's why this podcast is net negative. Um isn't it crazy that there was a lottery that was like the 625 and you would just guess a number between 1 and 625 and maybe you would win. <laughs> and that's what it was. <laughs> That's the uh, that's the gig I run in my libraries. <laughs> the kids love it. That's why they're not open their Chromebooks. They're too busy trying to fight me for their cash. <laughs> and you go, no, 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 kid. Try again next week. <laughs> It'll all be back in the pot. <laughs> Trust me, you can win it back. <laughs> but you got to match it. <laughs> If you get the numbers, you get the cash. <coughs> Until then, it's all part of Corpola's Horde. And what sits on top of all the money? <laughs> I uh, crawl on top of it like a grand dragon. Ooh, I shouldn't have used that term. Shouldn't have used that term. He said, Ooh. look, it's the KKK's fault that we can't use a term that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Okay, well, let's say you're not something evil like a dragon. Maybe you're just like some sort of grand wizard. <laughs> How did Troy get the down payment from the house he lives in? Uh, he said it's from saving every nickel, which is incorrect. No, it sure wasn't. This motherfucker just stole his brother's army money. Yep. And then, uh, 
eventually just lets his brother leave the house mm-hmm. and also institutionalizes him. Yep. He's a, I want to make it very clear to everyone. Troy Maxson is a great man. <laughs> he is a national hero. What sport does Corey want to pursue? This is where you said baseball, but... Fuck! It is, <laughs> is in fact, football. Mm-hmm. The rage that I felt when Corey came home in the front yard, throws his football helmet, starts screaming at his dad. I'm like, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't Ethan just is- throw his football helmet on yeah. the ground. His dad paid good money for that helmet. <laughs> this is his house. <laughs> what does Bodo say he will do if Troy ever finishes his fence? Do you remember this? Troy say he's gonna do if Bono finishes. His no, what does fence. Bono say he'll do if Troy finishes his fence? Oh, I don't remember. Says I remember the conversation. A, he'll get his wife a new refrigerator. Oh, frigid air. Frigid air. So you got that wrong. You said television. Yeah, C- Corey wants a TV. Yeah, but you got the extra credit question right. What does Bono have to confront Troy about? You said how Troy mistreats his wife. Oh, he does yeah, do that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's a good Bono impression. A little prospector <laughs> lives inside all of us. Inside of you, there are two prospectors. <laughs> what was the deal if Corey wanted to play football? You said he had to help out fixing up an old car with Troy and get the mail. (laughs) That's an episode of Home Improvement. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) The white Um, man Spences. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's focusing on Wilson. (laughs) I want to see Wilson's version of Fences. Fencing himself in. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> he can't get out. We've never seen Wilson in the front yard because it's all fence. Um, no, Corey has to work his job at the A and P and help his dad with the fence to play football. Yep, and he doesn't do either of those things because football is actually quite time consuming. Hey, he <laughs> saws two boards. I think he only saws one board. He just does it better than oh, yeah. the other two. Okay. True or false? Bono and Troy just fucking harass him for the rest of the time that he's there. (laughs) That's a hard wood. Uh, True or false? You got four points in this section. So you're making up a little bit of ground. Mm -hmm. Let's go over the ones you got true. Troy. True. I struck true on these answers. Troy institutionalizes his brother. Sure does. Troy is paranoid that Rose is having an affair. You said false. It's false. Yeah. So you got that true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Corey defies his dad and goes to college for football. You said false. He doesn't go to college for football. Yeah, so you got that true. God, this is so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Keep our going. listeners are following. 
and uh, Corey ends up getting a girl pregnant. You said that was false. So you got yeah, that was, true. I did get that true. <laughs> uh, the ones you said that are true, that are false, are Troy tells lions never to return home, and Corey steals a garbage truck. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit too much shenaniganery for this movie. All right, so right now you're at a grand total of seven points. I'm at a grand wizard of seven points. <laughs> All right, we're looking at the scream grab question. Ethan, do you remember what the picture was? What the yeah. events of the scene was? Yeah, uh, I don't even I don't even got to look. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the scene where Troy grabs his wife Rose very threateningly. And then Corey runs into the yard and tackles him away. Uh, and then he starts to get real mad as they start backing up towards the house. And we see them from behind the fence. That's strike two. Oh, right. Or was, was that, that strike, strike one? No, that was strike I one. I think that... Yeah, because strike one is that. Strike two is... Is that when he's, he's he tries to get into the house when his dad's drunk? No. Yeah. No, yeah. No. What are the strikes? Cause, no, because when he's drunk, that's when he says, You walk in with a full plate! <laughs> <laughs> you walk in with a full count now! <laughs> okay. Keyword search strike. Had a dog, his name was Blue. <laughs> I'll be right back. Something's going on. Oh. I'm making puffed rice. Puffed rice so or popped time. rice? Poofed. Mm. Um, I think the first strike is when... Corey asks him why he never liked him. Oh, that is the first strike. And then the second strike is the tackling. I like people on the internet who were showing that first quote from Fences of why why he like why don't you like me? And going like this is what a father should be. What? <laughs> people said that? Yeah, <laughs> he's trending on Twitter for a little bit going, this is a model of what your father should be. He's a provider. He <laughs> that's And that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He doesn't have to tell you that he likes you, and he doesn't have to like you because he shows it by putting a roof over your head. And, like, clearly they got the wrong message <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> I want them to watch Death of a Salesman. <laughs> your job your job as a father is to do your job <laughs> and to cheat on your wife mm-hmm. wow death of a salesman really is white fences yeah yeah <laughs> well fences is black death of a salesman <laughs> death, of a salesman. death of a salesman king bird mm-hmm. way to go august <laughs> cheat out <laughs> 
He just synthesized his two favorite things, death of a salesman <laughs> and home improvement, and he made fences. Do you think anyone before me ever accused August Wilson of being a cheater in a Waluigi voice? <laughs> You're a cheater! Cheater! <laughs> you know what? August Wilson, you're a cheater! <laughs> oh, he's got the rose between his teeth. He's committing. <laughs> Uh no, I don't, you know what? I don't think anyone else has. <laughs> I, think you're the I first. just made history. Wow. I could pass away tonight knowing that. <laughs> I Look, did. This is the last episode of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Wes will die tonight in his sleep. I'm knocking on wood because I really don't want that to happen. Oh, but boy, would it be so funny. And old dog, his name is Blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you said that in this you picture... Say. <laughs> you said that this picture had a chain link fence. Pretty much un unning. It's Well, because of that, you're not getting a quarter point. It's inarguable is the word I was trying to think of. Uh you said Troy's looking at two people. Uh and you said it was his son Corey and Corey's girlfriend. <laughs> what is? <it>? Nope. <laughs> Not even going to entertain mom. that joke. Not even going to entertain that joke. What is a girlfriend but just an embodiment of everything you love about your mom? Unpack that. Unpack the fact that my mom and Takara wear the same perfume. Uh, you said they're in Troy's yard having a heated conversation. Confrontation. Uh, Corey is disappointed, and Corey is fed up about not being able to play football. Uh, I guess it's a little bit more than that. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a half point for your answer. <laughs> I think that's fair for how incorrect I was. Uh, dog. His name was Blue. <laughs> Uh, all right. So now we have these bonus questions. Now that you've seen the movie, these are going to get a little tougher. Bongus. Bono's bongus questions. Uh, brought to you by Bono. Uh, the clown. Well, that was a bad joke. <laughs> hey, We're did you know great. Bono is similar to the <laughs> name Bozo? <laughs> We're striking out. The problem is we're swinging for the fences and we should really just be bunting these jokes. Thanks, that's, Troy. Wes, that's strike one. <laughs> Don't strike out! <laughs> He's sitting in this podcast with a full count! <laughs> Alright, open-ended question. Why did Troy run away from home when he was 14? Um, pretty sure he was being abused by his father. <laughs> there was one other reason. So right now you have uh, half a point. There was one other reason. Um, being abused by his father and... Oh, gosh. I, I don't remember the other reason. Uh, pretty sure his father was having sex with a girl. His girlfriend. Yeah. That's right. 
his girl. So you're only going to get half a point for abused and not the full point for including sexy time. Uh, half a point for abuse did not get the second half a point for what I'm assuming was pedophilia on Troy's father's part. Yes. What branch of the military does Corey join? Easy. Marines. All right. And uh, what's her name? What's Raynell? Yeah. Raynell asks, are you in the Army or the Marines? I'm in the Marines. Um, I could tell by the uniform. Dad always said you were in the Army. I was the World War II kid in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you fought in World War II, and that's why it took you so long to get to high school. Uh, true or false, Rose plays the numbers. Uh, Rose only plays the numbers sometimes. So true. All right, you got the point. Did I get that true? Yeah, she does play the numbers. She does admit at one point that she plays the numbers. Wasting my money. All right, Ethan. Before I reveal your grand score. (laughs) (laughs) We're taking it back. Can you tell that I've been thinking about Black Clansman tonight? Uh, Thinking about joining. (laughs) I'm ready to enlist. I don't know if you know what that movie's about. <laughs> Only kind of. <laughs> uh, Just wait till we get to the episode and I'm going to be very wrong. <laughs> Ethan, uh, would you rewatch this movie? Um, No, I don't think I would rewatch this movie. It's a pretty heavy movie for you, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to take in. It's also really hard for me to watch any media where the protagonist is, (laughs) there just aren't enough white people, where the protagonist is just so wholly unlikable. And I I realize that's the point. Like, we're supposed to see him making all these mistakes and it's like how he's tearing apart his family. But even like the Raisin in the Sun, the main character isn't, uh, what's the main character's name? Walter? The father? Yeah. I yeah, it's like the it's like the whole family that's the main character, um, and I bet you no one's made this parallel before. It's the same reason I don't really ever finish Death Note when I watch it. Mm. The anime, not the movie. I'll finish that movie. Um, but it's like I can see all these mistakes you're making, and I want to like root for you to get better. And the whole time I was like, surely at some point Troy will realize that he's pushed his entire family away. And he doesn't. Yeah. And then I feel weird at the end when the whole family's like, he was such a great man. And I'm like, I think I know what this is trying to say, but it hurts me a lot to think about. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in that final scene. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I've spent most of my time since watching that movie unpacking the layers of meaning behind the last scene. Yeah. Um. It, like, yeah, I would rewatch this movie. Fences is one of my favorite plays. I really love tragic heroes. Um, There's just, like, 
something about characters who are so egotistical and so stuck that they can't help themselves or let anyone else help them Mm -hmm. that just feels i don't know i just i'm addicted to catharsis you say catharsis but i feel like there isn't any with this the most catharsis i felt was when spoilers troy dies and it's like oh yeah thank god this oppressive negative aura in this building is finally gone and these people can heal without him there and i think that is the catharsis to a degree like i think a lot of the the whole aspect to them all deciding to say that he was a great man um is them deciding like to not just keep holding on to that pain Mm. they want to view him the way that troy thought of himself troy thought he was a great man it's it's so hard to unpack that ending though because i want to agree with you i want to say that it's like this letting go of his presence in that house of the shadow that he left there but at the same time the way with which especially like lion's uh, talks about him with the way Rose talks mm-hmm. about him. It's like they had nothing good to say about him ir- towards the end of his life. And it feels like more of a blissful ignorance than a willing release of him. Because well, it's what, and it's, it's, it, it makes me think of Troy in that it's like you're doing what society tells you you're supposed to do instead of doing what's best for you. I think it also comes from a place of like necessity as well. Mm. Like if I think if they find themselves just reeling from Troy's existence for the rest of their lives, that's not going to get them anything. Like if anything the one thing that Troy taught all of them is that like you just got to survive and that was mm. like Troy's whole thing is that like if you need money, you got to come up with the money. If you if you have a family, you need to figure out how to take care of them. Yeah. And like I think that's there's just like a like a like a, I don't know, there's a semblance of truth there that I think is common in a lot of like working class families. Yeah. And I have to I have to take a step back and realize that I'm coming to this movie from a place of greater privilege than any of the characters that are that are in it. I don't know right. if anyone can tell, but I'm not uh, black, <laughs> nor am I poor. I mean, ideally, yes, they would all just go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ideally, but they clearly cannot go to therapy. It's also so, Pittsburgh in the 1960s, like 50s, 60s, 50s, 60s, yeah, 50s. Um, uh, so I think there's like the one thing that I enjoy about Gabriel in this play is him playing the trumpet and seemingly letting Troy into heaven because like he it just like kind of captures 
the mood where he's like failing to blow this horn because mm-hmm. it's like it's just a just another tired effort to just like push mm-hmm. him over this last hurdle like just get him out of this life i actually do love that scene too because <clears throat> one thing that i found interesting is as gabriel is saying i have to open the gates of heaven you see the gate of the fence close behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it makes you wonder, is he leaving or is he trapped? Yeah. I think this is a great play. I think it's a good movie. It was a very good adaptation. I'm I want to pre- send up... I feel like there's uh, some parts that are uh, missing from the play, but there was nothing that I could remember specifically. Mm-hmm. There were some shots where I was wishing that the camera would pull out. I feel like in terms of cinematography, it relies a bit much on like extreme close-ups of the actors. Like it's very clear to me that the person who directed this movie is an actor. Uh, Denzel. It's Denzel. <laughs> um, but I'm his performance was good. Uh, I watched a, a, a short version of James Earl Jones performing the character too, and mm-hmm. like there are different positives of that. Right. Um, but I find myself still like thinking that Denzel did a great job, but he also shot himself, so like there's <laughs> there's that yeah. too. Um, but Viola Davis, wow, the, a stunning performance. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as the the man who plays Corey, uh, just just an amazing job. Yeah, I think the whole cast does a pretty good job. Like yeah. even Lions, uh, the guy who plays Lions and Bono, great mm-hmm. actors. And Gabriel, he's good. I mean, it's the guy who played yeah. Bubba in Forrest Gump. Yeah, he does the role as it was written. Mm-hmm. However, he does it with as much nuance as you possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and finally. Ethan, is this movie better than most of the movies we've done for this podcast? Yeah, probably. I would agree. This movie's good. <laughs> it's 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 good. I just don't. It's so. It's depressing. I hate Troy Maxson from the <laughs> yeah. deepest trenches of my heart. I abhor toxic masculinity, and he is every piece of it in one man. Yeah. It's hard to leave the movie without just going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would call this movie good. And I was about to go on a tirade about how I feel about play adaptation movies. uh, But I think that might be better served when we talk about the next play adaptation movie, One Night in Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But before we go. Uh, your final score is 10. Bad? 10? Cool. 10. 10? I'm on track. I, too, am on track. <laughs> I'm on my way! Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Send me a way. How many songs do they need to make about being sent on your way? I did it my <laughs> way! Someone watched Trump's inaugural ball. Oh <laughs> I didn't even know that was there. Yeah, that was his first. That was the song playing during his first dance with Melania. No one could say that he did not do it his way. 
you cannot deny that Donald Trump did not do things his way. Just like hit the song that played when he came out to uh, when he won the election. Trump came out. Yeah, when he came out when he won mm. the election, and it, the this song is the first was, podcast uh, to out Donald Trump. <laughs> you can't always get what you want, Rolling Stones, <laughs> but I can. But sometimes you get what you need. <laughs> <laughs> and what America needed in 2016 was the inauguration of uh, Grand Wizard Donald J. Trump. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Here I am telling everyone exactly how old Wesley is. When his date of birth is. Fucking doxing my age. Mm-hmm. Troy yeah. Doxon. <laughs> not- strike two. <laughs> you don't want to get to strike three. But I tell everybody where you live in your social security number. You think Troy knows his own social sco- security number? I think he knows his good social security number. Social squirty number. We're talking one night in Miami. One night in Miami. Wes, what do you know about this movie and why haven't you seen it? Haven't seen it because I've never heard of it. (laughs) What do I know about it? Quite a bit. Just (laughs) let me spin this yarn for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So, four guys go to Miami for a bachelor party. Okay. And uh, when they wake up in the hotel room, three of them are there and the groom is missing. <laughs> Alright. Um, they have to, in their drunken stupor try and recall the events of last night one of them's got a crazy tattoo that he doesn't remember getting one of them has a wedding ring on uh one of them is ken jong <laughs> i was gonna say you're missing a couple of key holdouts one of them is not ken jong unless you are referring to the hangover 2 Uh, I've would never you, actually you... fully seen The Hangover. Okay. And you cannot yeah, quiz the... me on it. I'm not going to. I'm just going to say it's weird that you left out the main hold out of They Have a Baby. Mm. Is it crazy that I thought of The Giraffe first? Yeah, I don't even remember what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. I think it's from the second one. The second Zach one takes Alton place in has, has like. At some point, one of them has a giraffe, and they're driving under a bridge, and the giraffe hits the bridge and dies. <laughs> Let me look. This it up. must be the hang. This must be the Hangover Three. It, it cannot be two. It is the Hangover Part Three. <laughs> 
I was like, there's no way that the shenanigans get that out of hand in only the second movie. Uh, so this movie is a play adaptation of The Hangover readapted into a movie. Uh, <laughs> you already hinted on it a little bit, but I'm going to give you another chance to try again. Let me go ahead and tell you the characters um, just just to try to help you out of who these four guys are. <laughs> oh, so See I did get the four guys. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it'll help you. What's a movie without four guys? Fair enough. A movie with five guys? Unwieldy. <laughs> that's a restaurant. <laughs> too many that, burgers. That's and too not much a movie. Peanut oil. What's five guys under the picture? It stops being a movie, it becomes a burger joint. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, an overrated one. Uh, so the four we guys. Stan in this Nancy m- Pelosi. Love. Love the Pelosi. Remember when she made that quip? No. <laughs> I don't. It was like shortly after I... she became speaker again and she went to the Trump White House and then she said like the last time there was a room with that many guys and there was a burger restaurant or something like that. That's... <laughs> I don't think we should let politicians do comedy. Frankly, I don't think they're good at it. Um, So the four men in this movie are James Brown, the football player. Um. Sam Cooke, Muhammad Ali slash Cassius Clay, and Malcolm X. Why are these characters gathered in Miami? Mm. All right, all four of them are getting married. (laughs) Are in a big, tall room. And it seems like the there is no ceiling. And they're all trying to figure out what they're all doing there, why they're all there, and how do they get out. <laughs> so this is Saw? No, no. Uh, four characters in search of an exit. Uh, oh, never heard of it. It's a play in the uh, really good Twilight Zone episode. Um, and then when they get out, they realize they're in Miami. And then they just have a really nice time. So we, the audience, know that they're in Miami the whole time due to the title, but they don't. Yeah. Nice. Bad marketing decision. Perfect. Uh, and then, uh, what what has been bothering Malcolm X about Sam Cooke's recent performances? Um, too much gyrating. Says that's Elvis's thing. Why are you trying to steal the white man's music <laughs> from Elvis Presley? <laughs> Who stole all of his music from black singers? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dude, I was so one of the trailers I saw today, I almost threw up. They're making another Elvis biopic. About uh, time. It's about time. Directed by <laughs> Baz Luhrmann. Okay. Is it, and it, is it just like a, a general life story or is yep, it? Yep, it's just a general life story, but this time it's not <clears throat> just following Elvis. It's primarily following his agent, uh, played by Tom Hanks. 
who's in a fat suit and using a weird old-timey prospector voice. It seems like Tom Hanks is pulling that voice out more and more with his voice. <laughs> it's time. He's just becoming his truest self. Open-ended question number three. What is the condition of the hotel room when Sam Cooke arrives? Uh, it's shitty. There's, uh, you know, someone's been sleeping in the bed. Someone's been you know sitting someone's in their sleeping chair. in a bed. It's shitty. <laughs> someone's been sitting in his chair. Someone might have eaten his porridge. <laughs> <laughs> when when did you decide you were gonna do that? <laughs> All right, moving on to multiple choice. Why doesn't Mr. Carlton let Jim Brown help him move a bureau? A, Mr. Carlton wants to show off how strong he is. B, black people are not allowed in Mr. Carlton's house. C, he doesn't want Jim to get hurt before a game. Or D, it's just a small bureau. I'm going to say C. doesn't want to get hurt before the game. Okay. Cares about you. Loves the guy. Yeah. Multiple choice number two. Okay, so... <clears throat> I don't know whether... To, I just This is for the audience. I don't know whether to call him Cassius Clay or Muhammad Ali for this movie. For the duration of the movie, he's going by Cassius Clay. Uh, but obviously we all know that he's Muhammad Ali... I don't know the proper conventions of how we're supposed to to talk about him after his death. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if you have any insight on that. So I'm gonna. We probably should alternate. have done the basic research. I probably should have done the basic research. So instead, I'm just gonna alternate randomly. <laughs> uh, it's no bearing <laughs> on any point in time of the movie. Who does Muhammad Ali tell Malcolm X that he idolizes? A. Malcolm. B. His opponent, Sonny Liston. C. The heel wrestler, Gorgeous George. Or D. A comic book villain whose name he cannot remember. I'm going to say his opponent. You got to respect the opponent. He's like, what I would give to just have the ability to punch myself. To face me. To know what it would be like to fight me. <laughs> True or false? Uh, multiple choice number three. What is the only thing in this hotel fridge slash freezer? Is it A, one bottle of water? B, four non-alcoholic beers? C, vanilla ice cream? Or D, a glass of milk? I'm going to say glass of milk. Something about that just seems cinematic. It's tickling you. It <laughs> it might even That's... be a motif. Mm-hmm. Too much milk. Too much whitey. Got milk. <laughs> Multiple choice number four. What first breaks Malcolm X's calm demeanor? Is it A, Sam shitting on his trip to Mecca? 
B. Jim stealing his camera out of his hands. C. His wife telling him that he's pregnant. That she's pregnant. <laughs> that would break my calm demeanor. Uh, D. Cassius agrees to convert to Islam. Uh, convert to Islam. Okay. That would break anyone's calm demeanor. Yeah, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Congrats. When did you make the decision? Multiple choice number five. What brings Sam and Malcolm back together? A. Malcolm saw Sam have a terrible show in Boston. B. They sing church songs together. C. Malcolm has a drink. Or D. A little trip to the roof. Oh, we're going to get that roof scene. The roof must be seen. Must be. Must be. True or false, the booker at the Copacabana wanted a magician instead of Sam Cooke. Uh, false, he wanted Barry Manilow. Copa, Copacabana. Copacabana. Were they active around the same time? Uh, I think his... First major hit came out in eighty. I want to say, I don't know, dude. Uh, true or false? Leslie Odom Jr. as <laughs> Sam Cooke sings, of course. Yeah, sure. True or false? <laughs> <laughs> Cash pauses. I. I call him Cash because I know him. We're friends. I said I would alternate between Cassius and Muhammad. We're close. We're, he's Cash. <laughs> cash money. Cash. I call him Cash money. <laughs> True or false, Cash money pauses to look at the mirror after his fight and is upset that he got hurt. You could not have picked a worse time to take a drink of water. Yes. <laughs> True, he's upset that he got hurt, or yes, you couldn't take a worse chance to take a drink of water. True. Got sure, that buddy. True. You got that true. True or false, Sam Cook invested in the Beatles by lending them a, a song to cover. Uh, yeah. Okay. What song? Um, Beatnik over here loves all the Beatles songs, but which one is actually written? I'm trying to think of which one's f- the funniest answer. I feel like the kind of tired joke would be Revolution 9. Um, The tired joke is a song that Ethan has never heard of in his entire life. You should listen to it, Revolution 9. It's a follow-up to Revolution Another song that I've never heard. I am you not. You say you want a revolution. You've never heard yeah, that song? Uh, maybe. I am not like my, I did. I didn't grow up with the Beatles. I don't know much about them. I've tried to listen to their music as like a teen and an adult, and it just doesn't catch me in any sort of way. Uh, I think my real answer is going to be, I want to hold your hand. Okay. Um, 
joke answer is going to be I am the walrus. Kukukachu. You know that one. I have to know that one. Otherwise, I wouldn't underst- I-, I wouldn't have made all those Eggman jokes when playing Sonic Adventure 2 growing up. And you wouldn't believe that Paul McCartney is dead. I can't. I did listen to it backwards. <laughs> Shout out to AJL. At the same time that I watched Wizard of Oz backwards, and I know you're not. that's not the right song to <laughs> watch Wizard of Oz backwards to, but I did it anyways just to double check. Well, when we did return to Oz on this show, I did watch that backwards to see <laughs> if it would scare me more, and surprisingly, I felt better. <laughs> Something about seeing that girl institutionalized just made me feel great. <laughs> At the very end of the movie, that... <laughs> mm-hmm. All these crazy things happen? Hashtag lock her up. <laughs> uh, true or false, Malcolm has only been to one of Sam's shows. Uh, I'm going to say false. He hasn't been to any. True or false, we see Malcolm speak with Alex Haley. Yeah, true. You know who Alex Haley is, right? Name rings a bell. Okay. Uh, for Wesley and for the audience who does not know, Alex Haley is the one who wrote uh, the biography for Malcolm uh, X. Yeah. And uh, did Roots. Mm-hmm. And for everyone, uh, because I throw this up all the time because I did it on accident, um, for my uh, senior project for language arts, the two books that I chose to read over the summer were The Invisible Man and the Autobiography of Malcolm X as Told by Alex Haley. I did not know that The Invisible Man was also about race relations in America, so I had a very interesting, radicalizing summer. I thought it was about a fun romp. I thought it was going to be a fun romp about that guy who's invisible. <laughs> Looking up ladies' I, skirts and... I literally thought it was about the B-movie character who's like the bandaged guy. I was like, oh, that's what this is from. (laughs) I had a weird... And I got maybe five chapters in before I was like, what? I don't think this is that. (laughs) Now, what character are you talking about from the B-movie? The eight... um, Obviously, Barry B. Benson when he... His his child with uh, the human woman. Oh. Yeah, it's so hideously in- scarred that they have to just wrap him in gauze. Mm-hmm. The invisible man. Why did I think that pun would work? <laughs> I thought that if I said invisible man, that would turn into a B pun. Yeah. <laughs> Invis. <laughs> B's known only for saying z, not buzz. <laughs> All right, so it's time for me to send you a screenshot. I thought sending this as a gif but i do not know how to make one someone's screaming outside my building that's normal Eh, i created one but let me go ahead and send this one instead i feel like it's a bit easier to tell what's going on in this one not a lot but a little Yeah, I would lean towards not a lot. Um, <laughs> you know what? Just I'll just just to be nice. Let me go ahead and send you two for the same scene. 
This way you get some more faces in, in the mix. The first image is uh, the guy playing Malcolm X. He appears to have something in his fingers. Maybe it's gum or a mint. Mm -hmm. Small and white, maybe. It also could just be a reflection because you took a picture of your TV again. Let me tell you, it's not fair if I don't. I tried to pull this clip online. I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> um, that is motion blur. <laughs> Why do you have motion blur on your TV? It's not. It's not like motion blur from my TV. It's <laughs> literally smear frames of this movie when you try to take an individual picture of it. Oh. I thought you were someone that likes motion blur. I hate <laughs> You think I can watch anime with the frequency <laughs> that I do with a TV that has a motion blur? I think you watched that Porygon episode of Pokemon <laughs> with oh, man. motion blur. How sick would someone get <laughs> for doing that? <laughs> I think someone might actually die. <laughs> I would be hospitalized at the very least. Well, Malcolm X seems like he's engaged in a whimsical conversation, but then when we cut to this other picture that you sent me, it seems like he's telling these two gentlemen off. Uh, so it's maybe he's like being smug. And like, huh. Oh, yeah, you said that? Well, you need to shut the fuck up. He's wagging his finger at him. Hotel I wonder room. if Malcolm X would say shut the fuck up, now that I think about it. I'm sure he said it at some point. Right. But like, deep into the, the, the Nation of Islam stuff, would he have said shut the fuck up? I'm intrigued. Prob I'm guessing yes. I'm not saying, I'm not erring on the side of like, oh no, he wouldn't do that, he's too devout. I'm like, something pissed him off enough to say fuck. Anyway, this is my petition to let Malcolm X say fuck. Well, I just googled, can you say shut the fuck up if you're Muslim? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that comes up is a Reddit post that says, as a Muslim, can Reddit please shut the fuck up? So I think yes. In fact, I, I imagine <laughs> now that I think about it, you're probably good. <laughs> Uh, there's not really much else to gleam. Okay. Uh, you want to guess? You know who the four characters in this movie are. Can you tell, give me a guess on who the other two are, and I'll give you half a point if you get either of them right. Um. Okay, I'm just going to say Jim Brown and Cassius Clay. One of them's got to be right. Well, uh, based on math, one of them must be correct. <laughs> I could narrow it down and make you pick, but I won't deny you the points because I didn't really have a lot of bonus questions for this quiz. In fact, I didn't have any. I made them up on the fly, as per usual. And 
If you've been coming here lately, here's another usual for you. You've been listening to the game show We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The current score is Ethan, a number. 21. 21. And Wesley, 24.5. It's looking like another good season for me. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, where we will post the pictures from the show. I will not go back on Facebook. You cannot make me. Sarah. <laughs> on Twitter, you can follow me at Powerful Goose or on Letterboxd at eGeese, where I review the same movie multiple times. You can follow Wesley on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember, have a grand day. One Night in Miami can be streamed on Amazon Prime for free, or you can rent it at the same place. Bye. Bye.